Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. Welcome back. I hope this is recording. I hope so. I think it is. It turned red. Today, record. today is one of my favorite topics. And you know, it hits very close to home for you. <laughs> you walked into that one. No. Like, arms I mean, wide open. I'm just, no. It's like... Uh, so, Casey, I've given a, if you have a song that you've already created with arms wide open, that like spin-off, that'd well, be cool. I did, a, I did a talk a while back on opioids and... I think we did an echo on that, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Like hypogonadism. Yeah, with opioids. With not, opioids. Not with buprenorphine and, you know, methadone and all those things. So today, that's what that's about. Yeah, so this is episode 98. Yep. Getting there. We're almost to 100 before the Atlanta summit. Which is next week as of when this is airing. If you're going to be at the summit, you should come see us because maybe no one else will. Oh my gosh, right? It's like Wednesday on 420, which is always like a weird day to have something yeah. going on. And it's at what? 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in yeah, case you want to go. I don't I don't not sure I'll be there, but Oh, that would be is that an option? It's an option. It's an option. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about buprenorphine, methadone, and testosterone. Actually, the name of the talk I did the one time was if if opioids were no, if Something testosterone was Superman, opioids are, are kryptonite. kryptonite. Yeah, because opioids uh, yeah, cause yeah. all these problems. But anyway, so there's some some recent updates, and uh, really, I think we all again we most of us know from previous discussions we've had and echoes that Heather and I have done that testosterone is not unusually high when people are on opioids long term. It tends to drop. This was that whole VA study. Go back and listen to whatever episode we did on testosterone yeah, back in the it was past. A gr- it was a great study by the VA just a few years back about how all-cause mortality improved if you replaced testosterone in patients with low testosterone on chronic opioids. So, so just keep that in mind and go look back if you want to see that particular one. So, so we're actually going to start with some, some articles that started earlier Heather, like when you were like in high school in 2012? Um, no, I finished residency in 2012. I'm oh, old. Okay, I was thinking you were younger then. But uh, so we're going to start in 2012. And oh, was, here. It was episode 34. We talked about testosterone and how opioids negatively impact. So that goes way back to November 10th of 2020 is when that seriously, podcast went. It was that long ago. That crazy god oh, sh- anyway just so y'all know if you want to listen to what opioids do to testosterone and hear a lot about the va study episode 34 yeah so the the first thing that i kind of pulled up and i kind of wanted to do this in order of how old these articles are the first one is 2012 and uh, it was in the international journal of high risk behaviors and addiction didn't know there was such a that's thing. an interesting hmm. Hmm. but it was actually a letter to the editor oh by Ayman farid Okay, so the header of this letter was what we knew. So mm. new, past tense. Yeah. Okay. So what we knew. Well, we already know what we already talked about. Opioids are known to cause hypogonadism and low testosterone. Mm. Also, he, he pointed out that methadone had been around for a long time. And they've like been noted 40 to, years by that point. Oh, God, yeah. So Older and, than I am. 
<laughs> barely um, with all the hot flashes and stuff. I don't know. Um, but, Who sets any thermostat to like 74 degrees? Yeah, blame it on that. So, <laughs> so methadone had been around for a long time, and clearly they had noted uh, that this also caused low testosterone. So, but, so what did what did he say? He said, "Well, hey, there's not much information about buprenorphine." So he was telling the letter to the editors, basically saying, "Y'all should study this." Yeah. Not yeah. that he wanted to study it himself, but that he should study it. Yeah, some that people needed to look at this because now all of a sudden we're putting everybody on buprenorphine. And so does a partial agonist do the same thing? So can I just ask a random question? And maybe it, if it comes to this in this talk, just tell me we'll get to it. Do you think people didn't really talk about it with any opioids, let alone methadone especially, because they didn't want... I mean, methadone is obviously was life-saving. It is, it can be life-saving for people who need it. Now, obviously, when methadone came around, there was no buprenorphine, blah, 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 blah. But do you think they purposely didn't talk about this side effect because they didn't want people to not take it because of the side effect, like yeah. the risk-benefit thing? Yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, I can, honestly, I can't ever recall coming across anything during the opioid years of people just talking about testosterone. And I, I can't think of people in our in the practice that we were in that, that were really focused on people's testosterones. I wonder if there'd opioid. be fewer patients that would have been on chronic opioids. Anyway, we can yeah. move forward so anyway, now. Sorry. So there's been some previous studies and actually one of them, uh, there was actually a clinical trial by Bleisner at Al. That was 2005. Right? Okay. I thought you said you were starting with old and I know, but new. this guy brought up these things that there had been previous studies <laughs> I was to this. joking. Right. So, and, and those studies that showed that methadone patients had, High prevalence of erectile dysfunction, but uh, but not buprenorphine, uh, you know, but not with buprenorphine, right? So they knew that methadone was really it was common, uh, but there was a very small sample size. But they, in the small number of people that they looked at, buprenorphine hadn't caused similar troubles. Okay, can I read tell you something funny? So today, when you were doing your talk, and on a, it's on a, the emergency, <laughs> it's on department. emergency departments and 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 opioids and such. He had put ED in there a lot for emergency department. And so when I just quickly read the sentence, I was like, high prevalence of emergency department. And this case. It really meant ED. Yeah. Low so you may, maybe need to like. Yeah. I mean, we know I have high T because I'm so deep here. But anyway. So anyway. anyway <laughs> but, back in, uh, but back in 2009, there was actually this study by Hallen and, uh, at Allen. He showed that patients on buprenorphine had significant higher testosterone and less ED than methadone. So again, the problem was it was small studies. And and again, he was pointing this out, that, that the studies that have been done have been very little. No pun intended there. But. I was waiting. So I was just I'm not gonna really say, that's not. Where I, that's right. And I was being very so, careful. So, so anyway. So th- this next study that came out actually was, I think, really pretty interesting. Um, and it was a study that, that went on a little bit later. It's actually in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. Which sounds like, you the, know, this yeah. would be where you would talk about it. Yeah, Ye et al. Y-E-E et al. And the name of this study was actually Plasma Testosterone and Sexual Function in Southeast Asian Men Receiving Methadone and Buprenorphine Maintenance Treatment. Hmm. You were expecting the sentence to go on. It didn't. <laughs> no. Okay, so they recruited 107 married men. Yep. Why did they have to be married? I'm just kidding. We're not going to go into the specifics. This is not our study. Anyway, 
71% of them, so 76 of these gentlemen were on methadone, a mean age 43, and 31 of them, 29% were on buprenorphine, yeah. mean age 42. So all within yeah. age, like no difference. And but. really, interestingly, across the board, total testosterone was lower in those methadone patients than the bup patients. And actually 40% now, and I actually just quoted this to a guy uh, who'd been on methadone, uh, 40% of men on methadone were found to have scientific or significantly suppressed testosterone. Significantly so, enough to have caused problems. osteoporosis type. Correct. You know, that issues. whole that whole pile of problems we get with low testosterone where people lose muscle mass, they get osteoporosis, low testosterone, they get ED. Things are just going off the rails. But, so 40% of methadone of these seven, you know, 40% of the 76, so roughly. But like, how about bup? Buprenorphine, only 20% of the buprenorphine men had a total testosterone, which was lower than normal reference ranges. So that doesn't say significantly suppressed. It just says lower than normal range. Yeah. And so the question is, you know, it's not like it's zero, and it's not like you shouldn't be checking it. I actually just checked it in a guy. And I think that, that we should, if patients have any symptoms, we should be checking it. That's all I'm saying. So, so the one thing about the study, though, I am going to point out, though, you know, 20% of 31 patients, 40% of 76 patients. So, you know, we do have to look at numbers, but either way, 40 to 20% is pretty significant. Yeah, but it's not a huge study. Huge study. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Um, so overall, methadone, right, mean testosterones were lower. Than so bu- when you say if they have symptoms, like, do you take into account their age and their, like, other, I don't know. I think you would. I mean, if you got a guy, and we have people, I got a six, seven year old guy on buprenorphine. Should he? And he's been on opioids for fifty years. Well, and you said the chronic comorbidities and yada yada yada. So I mean, yeah, might be something to look at. Actually, wow. next time I see him back, actually, we did testosterone testosterone this time. You know, he needs a bone density study. You know, his testosterone came back low. Yeah. So you so, should. Well, clearly. Um, go back and listen to that, that previous podcast to know like the rest of the workup. But so Mm. overall methadone, lower mean testosterone than buprenorphine. Yeah. And, and really, you know, one of the results that came out of this, they, they kind of, what's the theory? What, why would this happen? And so this theory is that the, the buprenorphine actually is antagonistic of the K opioid receptor. The kappa opioid. Yeah. Yeah. I just said K like Kurt. Um, but it may block the depressive effect of the at, of the mu receptor along the gonadal axis. So suddenly that gonadal axis kind of goes down in flames, and here we are. Or would it go up in flames? One of the I other. don't know, like the Big Bang Theory. It's probably up in flames, but anyway, or so down in flames. In, okay, anyway, you were so. funny the first time, not the fourth. It's like you're a prepubescent boy. Yeah, you know, as we you must say it 12 you, times over, it's still not any more funny than the first. <laughs> As cognitively, you decline, (laughs) you repeat yourself more. I mean, you repeat yourself more. (laughs) Never mind. And you're laughing at yourself. And notice, crickets in everybody's cars, and they're running and they're tripping because they're like, he's not funny. So one of the things that they did is they actually looked at this in rats, some of your relatives. And uh, and (laughs) and what they saw was methadone expert. uh, Expert. (laughs) Methadone. You can't even read your own handwriting. I know it's bad. I only I have my mono contacts on, so I don't have my reading glasses on. 
Um, and so methadone exhibits this uh, effect. No, it exerts an effect. Either way. On mice reproductive organs. Yeah. Blocking the release of gonadotropin-releasing hormone, which yeah. causes a decrease in the serum luteinizing hormone, LH secretion. Correct. Which results in decreased testosterone production. Yeah, easy for you to say. It does, because this isn't difficult stuff, except the bottom line is, you know, just basically decreased production of testosterone. Yeah, and the interesting thing is... If you're studying is, for boards, that whole thing is important, but if you're, like, in practice, you just need to know that methadone creates lower testosterone yeah, production. but buprenorphine can. And, and actually, those issues weren't really found so much in the rats getting the bup. Um, so the study, really the summary of this whole thing is methadone is associated with, you know, sexual dysfunction and low serum t- testosterone, especially total testosterone is, is part of that. Right. And, uh, buprenorphine is much more, much less likely to cause that. All that's, right. that's the bottom line. But yet we have a whole nother page. So more recent reviews of available studies. I love this. The title impact impact. I'm glad you actually said that. That was actually good comedic timing, good work. Yeah. Impact of opioid therapy on gonadal hormones, colon, focus on buprenorphine. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Varma et al. Journal of Hormone Molecular Biology and Clinical Investigation. I read that one a lot. I love that that journal. You just sound smart when you say it. Yeah. And when I have it sitting on my, my desk, people are like, yeah. So anyway, they did kind of like this meta-analysis, PubMed search, covering... 2000 to 2017 regarding buprenorphine with anything related to endocrinopathy. That, is that a word? Hypogonad, yes. It just sounded funny. Endocrinopathy, yes. It just sounds funny. And anyway, uh, hypogonadism and bone density. Yeah. And Picture of a bloodhound searching. Well, yeah, for my slide you presentation. You are so not funny. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I had bloodhounds. So what they found actually was quite interesting that, that obviously, again, in their study, when they looked at the meta-analysis Opioids clearly caused hypogonadism. That's well established. Uh, most of the studies that they found uh, report less impact by BUP, which, again, some of the studies we just talked about did. Um, the case reports of BUP sexual dysfunction, uh, some without hormonal correlation, right? So uh, there was some of the studies that weren't that great. But basically said you can still have sexual dysfunction independent of hormonal low T. Yeah. But there's a lot of things out there, dudes, that can cause... Like, are they smoking? Like, if they're nicotine smokers? Like, sorry, dude. Um, low T. Right. So, I mean, well, no, not low T with cigarette smoking a little bit, but mostly it's just the decreased perfusion. But, but, the, yeah, but the, the, the really the bottom line is the studies are limited. And uh, there's just not as much information as we probably should have. Okay, so for really smart people who love to do research on poor rats and mice, we really need to study buprenorphine more on the HPA axis in sexual dysfunction. Yep, so that's the bottom line. Everything we've got now is kind of pointed the direction that uh, that I was, you know, that, that methadone's a bit of more of a problem, buprenorphine less, but no bigger, bigger studies have been done, so... Oh, we've done very well, though, not making this too funny. Um, I do have a couple questions. Yes. Okay, when we talk about the opioids and low T and you can replace with hormonal therapies. Yes. For, like, improvement. You said this at the beginning of this however many minutes ago. If, have any of these studies, now I know it's not studied much, but if a person has low T due to methadone, you'd expect that the replacement would do the same as it would for other opioids because they're all full agonists. Yep. Have they looked at replacement for buprenorphine low T, even though it's fewer and far between, 
But does it positively improve the low testosterone if it's replaced in buprenorphine? I do not believe. You know, the VA study, I believe, was only regular opioids. And partial agonists were not a part of that. So I've right. not seen anything. That's, so I'm telling we, this researcher. We should really ask somebody smarter than us. I don't think they, I mean, just all these articles you just reviewed, they didn't talk about it, which means it probably hasn't been done yet. But I'm not doing it because I yeah. wouldn't do well talking to mice and rats all day. Yep. So just keep in mind um, that, that you need to think about testosterone when it comes to any opioid and a partial opioid. Still, it's one in five that it could be low. So, For all you students out there, you will look brilliant. Yep. Bring These, up sleep studies and yeah, low T, low T, osteoporosis, all those things with methadone or opioids. That's all I got. Sounds good. We'll let Casey take it away. And all right, see I think you. There's a new one coming up in a couple days. Yes, we will talk in a week or less. I think just in a couple days. In a couple days. <laughs> all right. Bye. I had a bad day again. She said I would not understand She left a note, it said I'm sorry I I had a bad day again She spilled a coffee, broke a shoelace Smeared the lipstick on her face Slammed the door and said I'm sorry I had a bad day again she swears there's nothing wrong I hear her play that same old song Puts me up and puts me on Had a bad day again She said I would not understand She left a note and said I'm sorry Said I'm sorry, yeah.